Well, welcome everyone. Uh, my name is Colin Clark and I'm with Washington Financial Group Hub International. I'm a Senior Vice President of Retirement here. And uh, this podcast, uh, we're naming it What I Wish I Knew About Financial Planning, But No One Ever Taught Me. And I am really excited to be joined today by my colleague, uh, Jay Sanford, who's the Director of Investment Strategy here at Washington Financial Group Hub. Welcome, Jay. Colin, it is great to be here. Senior Vice President, Colin Clark. Yes, I know. Uh, Jay and I have been working together for a decade now, and oh, how the time flies. The other thing, too, is uh, since you're on a podcast, you can't see that Jay is wearing his uh, Chelsea gear, and uh, he and I both uh, share an affinity for the Premier League. And so uh, Jay is a big fan of Chelsea, and we will not hold that against him. His investment advice is still, still good, and he's still a very smart individual, despite his choice in soccer teams. So I, Jay, I, uh, I will refrain from, uh, from that bait right there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, so Jay, uh, we're going to do a three-part series on asset allocation. So what I want to do is, uh, you know, just in case someone skips ahead and is, is looking at the third part, we're going to talk about the growth phase. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the pre-retirement phase and asset allocation, the retirement phase and asset, asset allocation. So today, I want you to define what asset allocation is for us, that, that, that term. And then if I am in the growth phase of my life, uh, what, you know, how should I be investing my money? Yeah, so that's the nomenclature that we use uh, on the wealth planning side, which is growth, pre-retirement and retirement. And we can you know, kind of define those. Uh, for everyone. Uh, but to answer your, your first question there in terms of asset allocation, asset allocation is simply the diversification uh, that you utilize uh, in different asset classes within a portfolio. And you're, you're splitting up your money in various classes, uh, sub-asset classes, in order to create diversity, in order to create not having all of your eggs in one basket, you name it. That's the bottom line is that you want to be in lots of different baskets so that the risk is spread out among different uh, investments that you have. Well, that sounds great. And I, I know in, in my role at Washington Financial Group, I meet with uh, you know, lots of folks that are in retirement plans and they're asking me these kinds of questions. And I know that you speak with folks um, you know, across the broad spectrum. And so if someone's in their growth phase, how would you define that? And then what kind of asset allocation would you be advising them uh, to be focusing on? Yeah, growth phase is, is just a, a word that we use when you have uh, your goals. We wanna be goal-based when we're, we're developing your asset allocation. And so a growth, being in the growth phase can mean that uh, you're seven to 10 plus years away from retirement, you're seven to 10 plus years from buying a second home, you're seven to 10 years plus uh, from sending your kids to college. So basically what that means is, is that you have the time before your goal needs to be accomplished. And when you have time on your side, you can develop an asset allocation that is based on growth. And that growth means that you can be more risky, meaning that the assets that you choose to invest in have a greater chance of going up long-term at a higher rate long-term. And so, you know, asset allocation can be both an art and a science that then is paired with time. 
And you can use simple math when it comes to trying to develop your asset allocation, knowing that stocks, equities, uh, generally speaking, over a long period of time, seven to 10 years plus, are going to return you know, between eight and 10%. Historically speaking, that's how it works. And if you have the time to obtain that average rate of return, which is over a 10-year time period, then that's what you should be in in order to get the highest rate of return. Now, the science, so that's the science, that's the math. Uh, If you've got 10 plus years, you should be aggressive and you should be in assets that have higher rates of return historically. And that can mean large cap stocks. That doesn't mean to go into just one stock or one asset class within stock. You still need to diversify and have an asset allocation within equities. Uh, So that means you should have large cap, small cap, mid cap. You should have international. You should have emerging markets. But if you have that 10-year timetable, you should be looking to be pretty risky and investing in equities. Now, the art to it goes to who you are as a person. Some people, whether they have 10, 15, 20 years to invest to reach the goals that they're trying to accomplish, they do not feel comfortable being in riskier investments. So take small caps, for instance. You're going to get over a long period of time, a higher rate of return than bonds, than large caps, that sort of thing. That's historically how they've worked. You're taking on more risk. When you take on more risk, there's also the chance of it going down significantly and well. And over a 10-year period, it averages out to a higher rate of return. But in any one given year, you could be down 20, 30, 40%. If you can take the emotion out of that, believe in history and believe that history will repeat itself long-term, then it doesn't matter what it's doing in any given year. But if you are that type of person that it does matter, it keeps you up at night, you can't, it's, it's not worth losing sleep over in your eyes. And so that's when the art comes into it in that, yes, we know that the science is you should be in these risky investments, the art or your feelings, your behavior, your emotions say, I can't handle it. And so that's when you have to pare back the risk going into bonds, stable value if you're in a 401k, cash, different asset classes within that asset allocation. Okay, now you just made me think of two other questions. Now, the one thing I will mention is that I know when I have these conversations, I I zero in on our number one enemy in the growth phase, and that's inflation. Is that fair? Inflation, it is fair in, in terms of growth, but inflation really is going to affect bonds more than it is equities. Uh, equities, you can throw equities in there, you can throw real estate in there, and you can throw in gold, for instance, where those are, you know, those go up with inflation as well. So naturally in the growth phase, Inflation really isn't going to affect you too much if you're all in equities or, or in riskier things. Inflation will hurt when uh, you're, and we'll talk about this later, when you're more into bonds and that tends to erode the value of bonds and or what you're receiving. So as we kind of tie up this first segment, the other question I get quite often, since I'm dealing mostly with what we consider retirement plans, you know, 401ks, 403bs, what other accounts do you see people in the growth phase utilizing and, and does that asset allocation hold true across those different uh, other sure. accounts that you can use for saving and investing? 
Sure. So, you know, the main goal uh, when it comes to growth uh, when you're younger and, you know, you can bring age into it simply because, you know, your, your retirement, generally speaking, starts between 50 and 70. And, and if you're a 20 or 30 year old, you should be in growth and that should be the vehicle that you use your 401k, 403b, IRAs, Roth IRAs, that sort of thing. You know, longer term growth goals tend to be education. So you've got your 529s, your Coverdale IRAs, your UTMAs, that sort of thing. So those are growth oriented generally because uh, when you start them up, your child is newborn or, you know, two, three, four years old, and they have, you know, 15 to 20 years before they're going to utilize the funds. So that's a a place that we see a lot of growth type uh, asset allocations. And then there are pockets of money that you're going to have outside of these types of saving vehicles just in regular investment accounts that you're going to want to have growth long-term. And, you know, I mentioned it, you know, maybe you're 20, 30, 40 40 years old and you want to have a second home when you're 50 or 60. Well, you know, you still have 15, 20 years to reach that goal. Why not start investing now? You can be aggressive. You can have an aggressive asset allocation for that sort of thing and just kind of earmark it towards that goal. Hey, this has been great. Appreciate you being a part of the inaugural What I Wish I Knew About Financial Planning, but I was too afraid to ask podcast. Stay tuned, everyone, because we have two more segments coming your way, and we'll look forward to you joining us for the next couple podcasts. Thanks again, Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in stocks includes numerous specific risks, including the fluctuation of dividends, loss of principal, and potential liquidity of the investment in a falling market. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and involve special risks such as leveraging the investment, potential adverse market forces, regulatory changes, and potential liquidity. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Mm